proof that not every IP needs to do a take on the Dickens classic. Jamie? Yeah. Let's go watch A Jetson Christmas Carol. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We are an 80s movie podcast, usually, where every other week, usually, we talk about a different movie from the 80s. I'm one of your two hosts. My name's Doug McCambridge, and with me, as always, it's Jamie Lorello. I got yes. nothing. <laughs> okay, it's okay. This was, this was depressing. Like, this... Not a depressing cartoon, but just something where, at the end, I went... I don't even know that I processed anything I watched. I don't know that I took it in. I, it made zero impact on me. Yeah, it was just a blast. It was the Jetsons doing a Christmas Carol, and it was all just I. And I think we kind of said before mm-hmm. we. I wasn't a Jetsons gal necessarily sure. before this. I remember Astro. I don't know what's that fuzzy thing with the long legs. Dude, that thing was an '80s add-on because that was not in the. 60s I don't remember that version thing. of the Jetsons it was it was it was almost like and I guess this was a thing in the 80s which was taking cartoons that your parents might be familiar with and updating them because remember in the um well in they the did the Muppets and the Muppet Babies remember well, that was kind right, of a yeah exactly but remember but the, the Flintstones um they suddenly had a green space alien he was just he was a little oh. guy and, and yeah. but only like Fred could see him, and everybody else thought he was crazy. Like that wasn't in the '60s Flintstones. Right, right. That was just a thing they did when they rebooted that. And these reboots, I think, it's a horrible mistake. I mean, they're they're trying new things, so you know you can't. Should we them give Hanna Barbera credit for that? Because I don't want to. Well, I mean, I definitely didn't. I didn't. I wasn't allured by it at all. I wasn't. Yeah. No, no, this, uh, so any, so anyway, anyway, so what we do is every holiday season, every year around Christmas, we have covered a different animated special. Sometimes animated, sometimes not. Mr. T was not animated. That was a total patron's episode. Like that was an episode of the show. Yeah. Wow. Lucky there. Okay. So all of the rest of them have been an animated. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right. We have done that. I mean, you know, and and we did a Smoky Mountain Christmas. We've done Christmas movies. We did uh, Santa Claus the movie. I think I want to say after the Bolero or after the Bo Derek experience, Mm -hmm. we need to just make December be Christmas movies again. Do an all around (laughs) reset. I like that we get clever with our actors and the names. But after this past one, I need to take just a like a cleanse. And there's enough. There's enough holiday movies out there that we haven't gotten through. All right. I like the fact that you watched The Jetsons and went, you know what? This should be what this season's all about. (laughs) We should just do this a lot. (laughs) When I watched The Jetsons, I realized, and we said this a little bit before recording, but when we, you know, a little behind the curtain for the audience. Sometimes we are, um, we're a bit under the gun because we are very vigilant Mm -hmm. about putting our, our, um, right. 
putting our, our episodes out on a bi-weekly basis. And sometimes with scheduling and things, we, we I'm just going to tell them because the audience should know I'm going to be just real honest with them. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm just gonna, we were going to do a Pee Wee Playhouse Christmas. Yeah, it was, we were. It was a perfect, uh, a nice little holiday, a nice end to the year. Rest in peace, Pee Wee, Paul Rubens. Um, mm-hmm. But... Uh, we didn't honestly. We didn't have the time. Now here you, I go you talking can say for the next twenty I was minutes, like, taking no, up the Jamie, time. No, Jamie, we are not doing that. No, well, uh, we must do something much worse and also much shorter. Mm. Well, so we made a sacrifice. We made a compromise, and we picked what I thought was going to be at least a little bit entertaining. And all of these cartoons, even if they're claymation, they're <laughs> nostalgic, right? At best. Yeah, and I, this was just felt like a waste of my t- Christmas yeah. time. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't agree more. I feel like when we started this podcast, you and I would were on different wavelengths with certain movies and stuff. Mm. I feel like for the most part, we're in total agreement and have been for a while. And I yeah. don't know if that's just like us figuring this out and understanding yeah. what this podcast is all about. Um, I don't know. No, I will say that neither of us no i think we all tend to look back on things more fondly than than when it happened in the moment we hated the smurfs christmas we oh. we hated that episode. that was the last one we did last year we yeah. really did not enjoy that but at least there was something to talk about at least it was about. a story yeah and there was some fun something different there this is literally they take the story of the Christmas yeah. Carol, which like the everyone has Scrooge. done. You had mentioned earlier the the Muppets did it, uh, or wait, no, not Muppets. Mickey Mouse did it. The, the Mickey Mouse uh, infamously did it. did it. The Muppets yes. did do it. They oh, yeah, did the it with Muppets what's his name? It. Yeah, <laughs> as the lead. Um, Good old the, what's his name? Oh, for the Ebenezer. Um, I I know who you're yeah. talking about, and why can't I think of his name either? We did movies with him. Well, we've, <laughs> we've done. Did movies. we? Oh, we Haven't did. We? He was in. He was in. What was the um, the, not the period piece, but they were. We got it on DVD, didn't we? They were filming. <laughs> we had Sweet Liberty. That's yes. it. Michael Caine is the actor's name. Yes, we yes. got there. We got yeah. there. Don't worry. We are a movie podcast. It's it's funny you should mention this. My sister and I we just got together with our family for uh, my youngest birthday, and my sister and I oh, were both right. talking about the Christmas Carol story and the many many iterations of it and both my sister and i were like this is nothing that we grew up with like we didn't watch the old one i watched scrooged but i probably didn't watch it until i was in my oh so you're not even familiar with the story (laughs) the only this is the dumbest one to have seen multiple times the Mr. Magoo. Oh, we should have done that one. That, that's that a was good Ebenezer, I actually. So I remember times. that one. Yeah. It was the only one I watched. And my sister was even like, no, I don't even think I've seen that one. So, And you watched is, that one several times. Yeah, this well, is this not a story that like... I love or, mm. or have much familiarity with. But this is shoehorned into a regular Jetsons episode, I yeah. think. Yeah, uncomfortably. It's just not... Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then we have to watch Astro turn green and get sick. I and we I, have to. I did like when the vet was like, "I've got something easier than surgery," and just reaches his hand in his mouth and takes out the thing. <laughs> That's just cartoon fun to me. But um, 
Can I tell you what I thought this was going to be? Because the concept of a Christmas carol is so foreign to me. And this is just because I'm an idiot. This is not, this is not because I'm, this is not anything anyone else would confuse it with. But I always kind of confuse this with It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, so no. I thought, right. So I thought this. Were you expecting an angel? <laughs> going in, I thought, even while watching this, I was like, oh, man, George hates his job. I can't <laughs> wait for him to say, like, I wish I was never born. I thought that's where we were going with this. And I know that sounds really Wrong. crazy, yeah. given the title of the episode. But this is not what I expected. I also didn't expect this plot to happen halfway through the cartoon and for it to be over in seven to eight minutes. I didn't. Well, yeah, it was a quick was a quick ride through the Jetsons. Uh, I didn't expect to feel so bad for George for working so hard. He really, I, I did. I did. When his family was like, we're going to go to the mall. First of all, I love that in the Jetsons, the mall is still around. Because the mall's not really a thing anymore. But this mall looks fun, I will say. It looks like a Well, you just go down big plastic tube slides to get from one level of the mall to the other. <laughs> so, sure, it's... But it's all outdoors, which yeah, also seems inconvenient. Well, it depends. Especially well, when there's snow everywhere. I d- that was another thing. I didn't know you can get snowstorms in space, but totally makes sense. I've seen inclement weather. We've seen it, right? What was that movie we I, watched when, Den- when Dennis Quaid gave birth to the baby or whatever, or the, the alien baby that he raised? They there had was bad a lot weather of, there, on that planet. There was a lot of snow. There were <laughs> volcanoes and snowstorms on that so planet. So I'm not against there being yeah. inclement weather. They're a little off because they're we're not a fan of malls like we once were. I did think it was interesting, and again, this this is my this is not my take on the Jetsons Christmas Carol because they did a shitty take on that. I, but my take on the Jetsons, this particular episode, take on the future. Mm-hmm. They also had in the beginning when they were all eating, I guess, breakfast together, there were machines. There was what a hand was feeding the kids. That's insane. But I That's thought crazy. How like we're it's funny because when you see a lot of kids now and they're like screen time and just like feeding like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting. Um, I thought it was interesting because I didn't know how these things operated. Like, I was like, well, do, wait, do you have to push a button? Oh, it's or is this thing just force feeding you the whole time until your food's done, which seems scary to me. And also in the uh, I'm going to try and make a distinction here between the 60s Jetsons and the 80s. Mm-hmm. I remember in the 60s one, a big thing about that is they didn't eat food. Like, they would take a pill. Like, they made a big deal about, like, oh, here's a turkey dinner pill. And they would just take it, and that was it. Which really threw me when I saw them, like, uh, a robo-hand spooning cereal into Judy Jetson's mouth at the beginning of this. Yeah, yeah. They're getting spoon-fed. So, let's... Let me just, I'm sorry, I'm going to do all the, the stuff that we do at the beginning here. I'm going to say this is season two, episode... 41. Now, if you're going to watch this, don't do it on HBO Max. It's episode season, it's episode 36, which I don't quite understand. I don't know if there were like a lot of racist Jetsons episodes that they couldn't put on HBO. So it had to be numbered differently, but it's called A Jetson Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. It first aired December 13th of 1985. And blah, 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 Hanna-Barbera, same voice actors as the 60s. They dragged these people back into the studio 23 years later and were like, let's do it, dude. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess they were on board for this garbage. <laughs> this is terrible. Well, the, well, the they were in the paycheck, and they they were upstanding their their characters. I'm know? not gonna. I'm it's not gonna blame them. It's weird in Charlie them. Brown when you watch yeah. different versions of Charlie Brown and Charlie, all their voices are different. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me. I'm like, that's not the Lucy I know. So I appreciate that they kept the voices, whatever yeah, that I, meant to the actors. Although it's funny, like the the earlier old Charlie Browns, I feel like they were just pulling rando kids off the street and bringing them in. Cause and I these love kids, that even more. Yes, they didn't sound like professional voice actors. These kids sounded like they were fumbling over their lines, mm-hmm. and that's what made it great. Yeah. And then, of course, you watch newer, I mean, newer uh, peanut stuff, and the kids are more polished and everything. And no, it doesn't. It doesn't sound the same. It doesn't. But I will say the Snoopy Peanuts movie from I don't know, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids really liked it. I watched I it. See that. It was pretty good. It was, it was good. actually pretty it. good. Yeah. 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 Right. Good modernization. Don't do. The, let's just bury the Jetsons. Let's just let's just throw let's them in a grave. That it happens. Let's have a very gigantic, scary computer, throw dirt on them, and that'll be the end of it. That was the third ghost, right? The one of the future? Yes. Which was just a big computer. There's, let's see. What is there to talk about? We got the... Well, we could do the opening. The opening... What I really always enjoyed about the opening of this, and, and I think a lot of cartoons do this, maybe not as... Obviously, as this because cartoons are for children, and strangely enough, like I was watching this and I was like, "Boy, I wish every TV show just introduced the characters during the opening." Oh credits. yeah, <laughs> like a Seinfeld Gene, was like, "Here wife. is <laughs> Jerry yeah. and uh-huh. his friend Kramer." Like that would be kind of fun, but no, we're introduced to all the characters, and it's I don't know. I think it's kind of cute. I like that they kept the same opening. As the 60s, they're like, no, no, we'll just, same characters, let's just yeah, keep it. it's a win, yeah, it's a win. Yeah. We have George the dad, Elroy is his little kid, mm-hmm. which just wears overalls in the future. <laughs> Judy is his white-haired daughter? Well, she's a, is she white-haired? I thought she was blonde. I she's, guess she is white-haired. It's, it's white. Yeah, it's white hair. His uh, wife is Jane, and then their dog is Astro. And barely touched on in this episode is the robot maid, yeah. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie was, did make a little short appearance with her steel uh, apron that she gets at the end. She's real proud of that. Yeah, he's a real he's a real big hearted man, Mr. Spacely, at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> Basically just because he doesn't want the family to sue, to sue him. him into Skid yeah, Row. Yeah. Yeah. So this is our family. Like I said, I start to feel bad because it is Christmas Eve, we find out. Also, just the dynamic. Like, so it's Christmas Eve. Where is Rosie? How come she's not part of the family and doing the family stuff with us, like you said? But mm-hmm. also, uh, I feel bad because George has to go to work. His family's getting ready for a yeah. day at the mall, even though the vet's not open on Christmas Eve. The mall is. <laughs> so they go into the space town to go shopping. Um, oh, before they do, uh, mm-hmm. Jane, J- what's the daughter? Is Jane? Jane is the yeah. daughter. No, Jane. Oh my God, no, Jane's is why Judy, Judy is the daughter. Judy does this fun little kind of space closet outfit change. What is that? She has an outfit that's just apparently. The bubble one? There's one that's just bubbles. Mm -hmm. There's one that's just apparently Christmas cards. Oh, yeah. Just stapled to her body, I guess. And I think, do you remember, well, do do your girls play with, there's like that, um, 
it's like this fashion model thing where you it's like a like a stamp collection kind of thing and you I'm a, put, I'm a fashion plates fashion designer I mean is that you what you're do saying? know because it <laughs> I no I I remember that commercial and my kids did have it a long yeah, time ago yeah yeah well, yep. you pulled that right out. I was just describing it. And I did All not think I you would know All I did as a kid point. was watch TV. Yeah, so I know everything. Okay. Well, so anyway, the amount of times I'm just singing commercials from my childhood, and Carla's like, "I don't. Please stop this. Because I don't need to. I don't need you to sing the the Tata Skins." commercial jingle right now well, you feel the tater skin in you and you gotta do I it do. I really do yes <laughs> you're a weirdo okay i know that stuff is so burned into my head i can't get rid of it well well this little wardrobe change that she does reminds me of something yeah. you would draw with one of those things anyway i love it i love <laughs> i was sad that the version of this i saw at least i didn't see any commercials did you happen to catch commercials no but i did like how they would fade because you're ready for that commercial went, oh, that's a commercial yeah. Yeah. yeah um anyway so the family goes to the mall and george goes to work george is the only well there's a party human yeah he's the only human that's what i was gonna say the rest of them are all different and i don't remember again in the show if we ever saw his work or what the work life situation was or where he even works what is the company he does do they make springs i mean apparently or? they make sprockets, sprockets. spring sports for sprockets. for for uh, robot cats, I didn't know. For maybe like, for I, all the robots, but yeah. I yeah, I think his, Mr. Spacely seems to have a monopolization on this because that was the thing when we flashed back to see them as kids. How are these people the same age? First of all, <laughs> and also as kids, he rips him off, and I'm like, and you ended up working for this man i'm not trying to blame you george because i want to feel bad for you but also maybe don't work for the guy who ripped you off as a child it was this was the you know george is not that way i did not enjoy this of course there was i really got a kick out of him having his own unapproved by the company christmas party with just a bunch of robots Yeah. And the robots aren't even like the robots are office robots. Like one's just like a like a coffee maker, but <laughs> just a robot. And the other one is just a file cabinet, but a robot. And he's the only human. And they're just drinking in the middle of the day. Yeah, at they're work. having I thought their it was Christmas great. party. <laughs> yes. Until what's the what's the oh wait. Mr. Spacely Mr. is his name. Cosmo. We find out that his name is like Cosmo, Cosmo Spacely. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. One thing I have to say is I took slightly less notes for this than I did with Bolero. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. When I got to the end of my notes, I went, oh, this isn't much shorter than Bolero, well, actually. What did you really have to say about Bolero? All right, so Mr. Mr. Spacely is, sets us up to be the perfect Grinch. He wants uh, George to work uh, not just on Christmas Eve. He, he wants him to work later in the day. They've got these sprockets to get out there, these packages to get out there. I don't understand. Again, if you've got all the robots, can't you program the robots? Like, what are we doing in the future where we even have Jamie, to go into work? you want more robots taking our jobs? No, I'm not saying that, but on Christmas Eve, 
maybe George could run some program where the robots do what he's got to do because the family is having a good time. Well, not. I it, understand. It turns out they don't have a good time because the dog gets into his gift. But but also in this future, the joy that these robots are experiencing during this Christmas party makes me feel like, no, they shouldn't work either. Like they oh, should yeah, go they home the to their off robo to be family. With the robot family. Maybe we were right. Maybe maybe you are yeah. right. You're opening my eyes. I mean, a bit. what the other what I'll say about this is. I I work a job now, but before the job I have now, I worked a regular, degular, nine-to-five office job. We didn't have off Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. You went in. Like, you worked Christmas Eve. Sometimes you would get out early. Yeah, yeah. But you kind of only had off Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. And it sucked, and I understand it sucks, and the kids are home. They have off school. I don't think Jane has a job. Um, no, I think Jane stay at home. I, and I I'm not saying I'm not saying George deserves this abuse, but I could imagine there's a lot of people under you know in the same boat as George. Just get through it, get through your shitty job, and then go home. The overtime is where Mr. Spacely, I think, goes step the bounce. And it's during that overtime. Now the family has gone and done their shopping. Um, Elroy wants a guitar that's not going to work out for him at the at the. Uh, at the mall. Yeah, we don't hear that Judy wants rocket skates, which she gets at the end of this. And I was like, oh, rocket skates. That sounds pretty cool. That does sound pretty cool. <laughs> I wish I had heard that earlier. <laughs> it's something to look forward to. See? But they, uh, they go back home to essentially wait for George to come home. And Astro, the dog, has gotten into his toys a little early. And one of his toys is this robot cat that at one point... He's chasing it around, which is like dogs do with toys. That was kind of fun. Does the dog call him a bastard cat? Did you hear that? Astro's speech impediment is worse than Scooby Doo. Some speech therapy that Astro. It's yes, exactly. And also, I love how we've watched movies before where you can watch characters interacting that are clearly shot on different sets on different days Mm. and and things like that. You don't need to do this in a cartoon because we see Astro and this cat and then we cut to the family and then we cut back to him. And it doesn't seem like any of this is happening at the same time. And I'm like, this is a cartoon. You could have one of them wander in and like interact with the dog or pick up the robot cat. But they appear to be in different locations. <laughs> and you don't need to bother with that with the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it's he chases this cat around. I was wildly confused till near the end of this cartoon. He runs into a wall. The cat shatters. He falls down and I assumed was injured, broken bones, whatever, but immediately turns green and is rubbing his stomach. Yeah. It was a wrong way to introduce, like, if he was like dogs do. You know, they chew on their toys. They try to bite it. They try. Then I could see what the reaction was, which he, like you said, he turned green. He had a fever. He didn't feel good. He looked like he was just sick. And when the doctor came, the problem was that he swallowed the sprocket. So if that's the problem, we don't need to slam him into a wall and make him leave a big giant indent. But I think a giant for cartoon, astro, yeah. <laughs> astro-sized. But I guess up. for t- cartoon's sake, we can and we do, and. That's why little boys these days just run themselves into walls. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) They're trying to imitate Astro from this particular cartoon. 
Um, it's so dumb. It's so dumb because, like you said, there are so many different ways. He catches the cat. He shakes it a lot. And then he collapses. Like, you could do that. No, but this is, you don't, this is how we find out Astro's gone down. And the family is concerned. They're worried. He doesn't look good. And Astro, I like it when George first comes home later. George comes home and, you know, the news is, look, at he's on the couch, doesn't feel good. And George is like, are we sure he's not lying? <laughs> I know this, yeah. first of all, gigantic dog that we own. I know what a shithead this guy yeah. is. He wants all the attention yeah. for himself on Christmas Eve. I thought that was it a nice to I'm be like, all about George. <laughs> I mean, come on. We know that this dog can be a little bit dramatic sometimes. He is a little bit dramatic because he's on the couch. Oh, they yeah, lay him keeps, on the couch. Yeah. He's green and sobbing the phrase, I'm dying, yeah. over and over yeah, again. It's pretty pitiful. It's pretty pitiful. And then the kids. This is the future, Jamie. The future. And Jane tasks these two children with going to try and find a vet on foot, it appears. Yeah. No. Well, I don't know if they ride some kind of space vehicle once they get out there. I don't know if like a Judy space has Uber? that kind of maybe license. They... I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Maybe she does. I don't know. But, but it is interesting. Again, another like hits and misses in the future. They would have had telehealth. Alone. They would have had any. You would have had a she, telehealth vet yes, come. She video of this, calls George at work to find out he's working overtime. Sure. You, they're telehealth and office, uh, but we're not there. We're not that the, the, the ideas weren't fully formed in the future yet. This is just Jetson future of the eighties. It's not the real future. This is where, in cases, they miss the mark. But I do always find it funny when I read like clickbait articles online, like "Look at what Star Trek predicted for the future," and I'm like, they're just fucking throwing darts, and some of those things are going to hit, and other ones sure. are going to miss wildly. It is. It is fun when they when they hit, though. It is sort of this yeah. trippy. Moment oh yeah, yeah, of, definitely. Like, yeah. What do we know. What do we don't know. What are we all really aware of? Well, what I don't are these think the TV Jetsons... right. What crystal ball are these TV writers looking into? I don't into. think these Jetsons guys did much. Let's see. Uh, of course, eventually, uh, George does have to leave work, or the day ends, even though uh, Mr. Spacely is like, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. And George is like, it's Christmas. He does have to drive home in a snowstorm, but he makes it. And again, we said he comes home to find his dog ill and calls his dog a liar. temperature is 102. That's pretty high. At this time, Mr. Spacely is left alone in his office at his um, at his big conference table yes. office space with all his money on the table, like which Ebenezer types do. And he's counting his money and talking to his money and falls asleep. I do love yeah. when cartoons snore in this way. <laughs> it just makes me... I, I don't know if I snore. I probably have a little... Yeah. adorable slumber that i do but um i was gonna say if you asked my wife she'd be like oh no no the carl or parl does the uh you know cartoons you do you're the it, cartoon it, snore it's probably much worse and much yes, more irritating than the cartoon yeah well, you know what i think i knew that about yeah of course i knew that about you i've stayed in a cabin somewhere that you're snores echoed throughout the whole cabin uh, cabin what are you doing that wait, place what the cabin? oregon place 
Oh, really? Yes, I do remember. Well, we were in this bizarre Lofty situation, which would allow... Where everything was open. It was just an open loft. Which would allow said snore to echo a bit. With a bathtub in it. Yeah, that was where the, that's where the piece of heaven came for you, as we all know. That's a different yeah. podcast, though. That's D- DP's Tubby Tours. And <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me write that down as an idea for another podcast. It's pretty good. You can rate all these different Airbnb tubs, hot tubs. tubby tours. Sounds like something on Pornhub or whatever. (laughs) You'll make it, come on, you'll make it seem more uh, classy. Oh, I'll make it very wholesome. Don't Um, worry about that. I'm not. Anyway, back to these Jetsons who do not have a hot tub. One thing I will say to our, our listeners is if you're not watching this, again, please don't watch this. We're about to get into the Christmas Carol part of this 22 minute cartoon. We are, I clocked it, Jamie, 12 minutes in. We only have 10 minutes left. We don't even have, and again, I know you're not familiar with the Christmas Carol story, but there's a tiny Tim involved. I'm familiar with it. There's none of that. There's none of that. There's just uh, Mr. Ebony, or Mr. Uh, Spacely, falls asleep thrice at his Mm -hmm. big long table and is visited, well, four times, I guess, because the first time he's visited by an old partner. Which is how He's it happened. He's visited by a mummy, basically. Which this guy isn't in the in the other Christmas Carol things I've seen. These are I understand they're ghosts, and I get the chains. I, I understand what that you know the metaphor of that. But they're also dressed as classy businessmen. This guy is wrapped up like a mummy, and my thought was, did his family do this to him when they put him in the ground? <laughs> it just is a final insult to this horrible man. They wrapped him up in toilet paper or sheets or whatever, because he's like green or blue, but he's a mummy, and he's like, you're going to be visited by three ghosts mm-hmm. that are going to make you change your ways, mm-hmm. Mr. Spacely. Mm-hmm. Because he sleeps at work because he doesn't want to leave his money alone because the banks are closed. Oh, I didn't realize why he was sleeping at work. I just uh, thought. Yeah, I do that's like what later when we meet Mrs. Facely. Oh. <laughs> She's a gem. Um, the bald, college aged Spacely with his 50 year old girlfriend. She was just a little mature. but A little. But, so his first visit goes okay, right? It goes okay. He's, sure. He's then then and because it all happens so quickly. Then it does. there's a robot that appears next, and he's the uh, robot of yes. the past. And that's and it's just shows. a robot head. Like it, it's just like a floating typewriter well, with it was eyes. Again, meant to be, I guess, a bit. Yeah. Like I don't know. Sure. Future. And he even says, Mister uh, Spacely gives us the whole. Oh, so you're the ghost of Christmas past, right? You're going to show me something from the past. Let's get this going. All right. And they go, and we see little George and little Cosmo Spacely hanging out on the playground as kids, and they have a lemonade stand, and Cosmo is still taking advantage of little George, grabbing those monies, those Chetas, dollar bills, right out of his hand. And, um, yeah, we see that. And he doesn't have remorse about it. There's no, because no, it happens so quick. He, he thinks it's hilarious and, and such a win on his part. And there's no moment of, like, again, they're just trying to wrap this up. It's not like you see them. They have this, like, little bit where, like, George was trying to save up maybe to buy Astro. Or George was trying to save up to, you know, what. Yeah. You don't get George's side of it. You just know 
you just know where you're going next. Anyway, so right, and we exactly. do. No. We go to the next ghost next. I do find it funny, like you said, that he has no remorse about this and actually seems to find this interaction hilarious mm-hmm. as a kid. Like I'm like, even watching this, I'm like, this is probably how Elon Musk would feel. Like oh, if ghosts yeah. came to him and they'd be like, Hey, you're a shithead, he'd be like, Whatever, dude. Yeah. I'm a pretty cool guy. And who cares if I ripped off also they're dressed the same as they dress as adults. Yeah. But they're like like, hey, George, I'm I'm Mr. Spacely. And they just talk like babies. Well, it's that's very kind cute. of the cartoon thing, which I love. Is like oh, yeah. You always wear the same outfit. So even when you're little, you're in the same look and yeah, everything. Judy, Judy, why are you looking for another dress? Yeah, we, we know what know you're going to wear. We know what you're going to wear, Judy. <laughs> right. um, but the next, oh, we do see this. So we see them when they're kids, little kids. And then we see them, we, we get to see, like we said, Mrs. Spacely when they were teenagers and falling in love and at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Starla, is that his wife's name? Starla, Starla is his wife's That's name. Cute. The big thing about this is Starla's like, I'm pretty sure you love money more than me. And he's like, yeah, baby, but I love you more than I love Spaceball. Mm. And that's enough for her, I guess. She accepts that. <laughs> right. Um, the, I do like this was clever. I smiled <clears throat> at this, that the, the ghost of Christmas present is an actual present. <laughs> <laughs> With arms? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you must be the ghost of Christmas present." And he shows him that the that shows him the view of the J- the Jetsons and their sad, sick dog. And again, Mister <laughs> Mister Spacely is like, "I don't care. I don't care about their this, stupid dog. This and I don't was, care about George." This <laughs> was the funniest part because the family is crying, sobbing uncontrollably about this dying dog, and he goes, "I'm bored." Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow, man. Like, that's really something. Yeah. And then he gets the Christmas. What does this say? Yet, folks? It's future. Oh. Christmas yet to come. Christmas yet. Yeah. My handwriting. Yet, folks. It's fine. Um,. Yes, and this is where he... It's a big piece of fudge. It's a big piece of yet fudge. That's Christmas, all right. Um, but no, it's like a giant menacing computer. And he, again, George, or Mr. Spacely calls it out and says, I know, you're going to show me the future yeah. and it's going to be horrible. And it is because George... It's horrible for him. The Jetsons are pretty the great George are pre- in the George future. and the Jetsons are pretty well off. They're literally money is falling from the sky when he's like, you need a couple of dollars <laughs> to buy a milk, son? Well, we'll just make it rain money now. It's what that's we can a, do. That's the funniest thing about how they treat the future in this TV show compared to every other one where it's always like sad tiny tim has died and it's like he's on the gravestone with like a crutch like what a sad thing and it's just like wait a second hold on are you telling me that george jetson's gonna be wealthy because that is not a future I well want. it's not just that he's wealthy like he's worked hard or took over the company it's because right. he sued mr spacely because the <laughs> the the thing that that the dog chewed was a faulty piece on uh I guess the cat toy was manufactured by Spacely's sprockets yeah. or something. So, yeah. So that's insane. when Mr. Spacely's like, this is not going to happen. Like you said, it's not seeing a dying dog this, or a sad family right. or the Jetsons in, du- in duress. Duress? Not in a dress. In a duress. Not dur- not undressed no. either. No. In like a very, in a duressful state. A duress, duressing state. A, dure, a seriously duressful state. They're, they're, it's not what you're seeing. You're seeing them no. very 
Um, it's the craziest and way that's to what approach changes this idea of someone who's supposed to come to terms with how horrible they are. Like, this is... At the end of this, you're like, oh, yeah, Mr. Spacely's kind of a bigger piece of shit than I thought he was at the start of this. Well, he does do a nice thing. He's just thing. looking out for himself. He comes the next day, as they always do yes. at the end, and he's like, all right, um, I'm here, and uh, he's giving George a raise, and like you said, he gives uh, Judy, what is she, rocket skates? Rocket skates, And he yep. gives, uh, he didn't know, but little... Um, What's the little kid's name? He gets his guitar. Elroy, Elroy gets yep. the, guitar, the guitar. And then uh, he brings his vet over, his personal vet. Can we also say that he gave Jane perfume, which makes George super horny? Oh, yeah. There's that spritzy spray, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I love how he's like, this is my personal vet that I have on call. Mm. This guy opens up this dog's mouth and reaches into his mouth, down his esophagus, and pulls a cog out of this dog's stomach. And then says, well, it's Christmas. I should probably go have dinner with my family. Yeah, and then he leaves, right? And yep. then uh, edible aliens. They eat edible aliens. Is that what I wrote? Do I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Edible aliens, gift for all. Maybe that's a note to send to my family some edible aliens. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Do they eat aliens at the end of this movie? Like alien cookies or something? Like gingerbread I don't aliens? Know. I don't know. I don't know. No, please let that be a note for your family. <laughs> Even if it wasn't, make sure to send them edible aliens. Merry Christmas, guys. You should have watched the Jetsons episode. I like, I really do like to think that this was so horrible. You're just like making a shopping list <laughs> on the same page as your notes. No, but I can't believe that it's been over 30 minutes and we've talked about it because yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I didn't think oh, the, we'd last more than 15. Well, the, the episode does end with the family singing, We Wish oh, You a yeah. Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. and, and Astro butchering it with his speech impediment. Merry Christmas from the Jetsons. Jetsons Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas. You know, I like to think of this as us just getting through one that we would eventually have to do. Mm. We'd eventually stumble upon it. And now we don't have to worry about it anymore. Right, we'll sweep it on. It's definitely a forgettable one for me. I'm going to be like, it did is. we do the Jetsons? And you'd be like, remember, the present was the present. <laughs> That's the one thing. I mean, like, remember edible aliens? And they'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, but we did it. You know, we did it. There's a Merry, Merry it. Christmas yeah. episode drop in yeah. here. And not a movie recommended seeing. There's other no. great 80s cartoons out there that we, you know what? Why don't y'all watch Pee Wee's Playhouse? <laughs> Just watch anything. Watch anything. Yeah. Watch, watch Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Watch that well, the instead. best. I think one of the sweetest Christmas carols. I did enjoy Scrooge, but that's a different. Cartoon-wise was the Christmas Mickey Mouse's Christmas Carol. It's just so well done. Yeah, I do find that sad, though, because in the middle, a, one, a little baby Mickey Mouse does die in that. And I'm like, this is this seems too sad. Well, that's why it's a so good. Mickey Mouse. Oh, right. Yeah. I understand that that's the point, but it feels a little too. Yeah, it feels like, like a it. punch in the Major gut. Made uncomfortable. For, yeah. And also, just like Mr. Spacely here, I don't think Scrooge McDuck learned his lesson no. at the well, end of no, that. No, no, he does. Because, no, no, I know that he does, but also we see him in uh, later yeah. TV shows Deck and tales. everything. He's just a horrible. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he lets his nephews have a share of the money in just tales, like right? Just like Mr. Spacely, I doubt he's a great guy for the rest of the run of the Jetsons. Wow. 
But there uh, anyway, you have it. everybody, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. This was a short one. It should have been shorter, honestly. Yeah. Um, we will see you again in one week when we are talking about Satisfaction. Ooh. A movie that was, I said I signed up for it on the first year of the podcast. We couldn't do it. Finally, the DVDs became affordable. And, it's I mean, Justin Bateman, Julia Roberts, Liam Neeson. What a cast. What a cast. What a way yeah. to start the new year, right? Let's get let's get out of this month. This month was very depressing. Yeah, it hurt me and as far as this <laughs> podcast goes. We do need to reset next December. I'm, I'm keeping us yeah. to that, okay? Yeah, yeah let's re-rack. Okay. okay. All right. All right, everybody. We will talk to you uh, next week. Until then, have a great week. Have a great uh, Christmas. Well, this comes out after Christmas. Have a great New Year's. Happy holiday season. Yeah, of course. Spread joy and love. More joy than the gift and spread for us. Okay, that's it. Meet George Jetson.